0: You are tuned in to She's Crowned with Confidence with host Dr. Nicole Steele. This Power Pack podcast was designed to remind listeners of who and whose they are and to encourage, equip, and empower them to regain their confidence and reclaim their crown. Are you ready to fully embrace what makes you uniquely you? Gain clarity on what you were created to do. And to show up in the world unapologetic and authentic through and through? Well, if so, then this podcast is for you. It's time to regain your confidence and reclaim your proverbial crown that was designed with you in mind. No longer second guessing the greatness that lies within, but instead stepping all the way into it, with newfound clarity, confidence, and courage. So, without further ado, it's time to adjust your crown and sit on down for another inspiring episode of She's Crowned with Confidence. Hello, greetings, and welcome to another episode of She's Crowned with Confidence. I'm your hostess, Dr. Nicole Steele, the confidence coach. And for those of you that may be tuning in for the first time, listen, go ahead, grab your proverbial crown and sit down because, listen, I have an incredible guest joining me today. You all, listen, (laughs) you're not ready, but you better get ready because I cannot wait for you to be introduced to this beautiful uh, sister on the other side of me. So I am going to give her the honor of introducing herself to you. So Miss Kawana Coco Stanley, welcome to the show. And can you tell our listeners here a little bit about yourself?
1: All right. Thank you, everyone, for having me here on Dr. Nicole's show. I'm absolutely honored and give God all the glory for being here on this platform Um, so I am a single mother of a 23 year old son. I'm in my forties and, you know, have my background is a little bit, you know, I'm educated, have two masters. Um, and I, but in the midst of all of those good things of me being an author, a speaker, a confidence coach, life took a turn for me, you know, just like anybody else. And it's not if it's when. And so my background and why I come here to speak about confidence is because, I went through three year, uh, 16 and a half years of three different tos- toxic relationships of domestic abuse, whether it was verbal, it was physical, it was emotional, definitely mental, and that's my purpose. Purpose for here in being able to teach women, young girls around the world about having the confidence and how to build that confidence and how to have it daily. It's not just a today, but it's a it's it's a once in a blue moon, but it's every day that you must have confidence because life will happen. There are trials and tribulations that will come in your life where you're gonna need a little bit more confidence level than you had the last season. So I'm here to be able to share with you my story and how I build my confidence and the things and the trials that I went through to continue to be able to do it.
0: Well, I am excited and we are going to jump right into it. Um, Those people who do follow this show and know a little bit about me, um, they are aware that my most recent book, I've written many books um, that are really centered around ladies, leaders, and little girls, because that's my heart, it's my passion. But my most recent book, uh, Kiwana, is this book called The Tale of Ten Crowns. Now, I know you know, but for those that don't know, this book, the premise of it is to help women and girls of all ages be reminded of who and whose they are, and to understand that as daughters of the Most High, daughters of the King of kings and Lord of lords, that as his daughters, each one of us has received a crown. Now, I have a physical crown on, but I want people to think not about this, but think about the proverbial crowns. And the crown that our Heavenly Father has graced each one of us with is something that I... uh, kind of referred to as a crown of confidence. And it's not a confidence that's based on external things. It's not based on who you know. It's not based on what you wear and what you drive. It's based on who and whose you are. So the reason I bring that up and the reason I have this whole concept of the tale of 10 crowns is much like you said, life happens. And through life, that crown of confidence can become compromised. It can It can get snatched. It can be knocked off and be crooked. Uh, We can wear different crowns. We can change it up and and put on a crown of comparison or a crown of control. There are 10 different crowns that God has kind of outlined in and through this book. But I want to talk specifically about a crown that I call the confiscated crown. And it comes from trials and tragedies and trauma. And so I appreciate your honesty in talking about 16 plus years that you experienced unhealthy relationships that I'm sure at different points caused your confidence to be compromised. So can we jump into it? Um, 16 years. Well, first of all, sugar, you don't look just a look, you just look a little bit older than 16, <laughs> but <laughs> but how did you, first of all, let's go back to the beginning of that. How old were you when you entered into what you now know was an unhealthy relationship? And what was going on with the little Kiwana at that time that opened up that door of opportunity for that unhealthy situation?
1: So it started with me, um, probably when my son was about two years old at that time, and I realized I was in an unhealthy situation because I was allowing the red flags of things I knew that wasn't okay. And I come from a background where my mother wasn't in a healthy relationship with my father. Thank God my father is a totally different person. I absolutely love him. He's changed his life completely, and their relationship is super um, healthy. But because I went, I saw that unhealthy relationships i end up falling in that same footstep because my my i was just my mom raised me by herself my mom had left my father you know due to alcoholic you know being you know drinking and stuff so i saw that but i didn't really know what it was like to actually find the right mate or the right person in my life so Mm -hmm. when my son was about two i was kicked down the stairs um I, you know, of course, you know, me being me, I called the police and went through that and not realizing that even though I went through that, you know, being kicked down the stairs, being told I wasn't nothing, I wasn't going to be anything, I wasn't enough, you know, those things started set in, but I didn't go through the healing process. Mm -hmm. My mind Mm -hmm. hadn't really triggered that, okay, I'm going down a a destruction road, you -hmm. know, even though I grew up in church i still was just trying to figure out life i was only 21 years old 22 years old so i was still trying to figure out things i've been on my own and moved out of my mother's house when i was 18. so i wanted to be grown get out the house have my own crib and should have stayed home but (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's where it first started for me and like many people will do you go from one relationship to the next to the next instead of stopping after the first one and say, well, let me heal from this one. So I don't carry Mm -hmm. the baggage into this one. And I know where my mindset is to know what to get into the next relationship. I just went into the next one without even Mm -hmm. being healed. And that's what happens in life. We go through life, not healing from situations. And it carries on and on and on until we say, hey, stop. What am I doing here? I need to... I need to get me right. I need to figure out who I am. I need to see what direction God is going to take me. And most times we don't seek God for attention or direction until we're in that space of pain.
0: Yeah. And it's so true. You know, I think about um, how many people don't, I, I call it ditching denial. You know what I mean? They, they don't want to own the truth. You know, they don't want to sit in that painful place that you know, whether it is by choices of our own or the actions of others, this happened to me and acknowledging it and giving voice to it. And and because without acknowledgement, we can't begin the healing process. So you're absolutely right. Be it domestic violence situations, be it other life circumstances, uh, choices that we make, we have got to first and foremost, be honest with ourselves and And do the work, take the time, get the support around us so that we can walk through it. So we don't carry those same mindsets and those same choices into (laughs) same situation, different person, same situation, different name, same situation, (laughs) different state. You know what I mean? Um, Because it's exhausting. You know, I have a family member who for years and years um, and her situation wasn't domestic violence per se, but she ran her entire life. And she would get from, I mean, literally from state to state, city to city, relationship mm-hmm. to relationship. But in on the outside looking in, I, I could just, and my heart was broken because she was running from herself. You know what I mean? Yes. And And she just did not want to or did not feel she could face herself first and foremost and it was heartbreaking because when we talk about being daughters of the most high he's the one that never leaves nor forsakes us you know what i mean so while we might feel alone in circumstances he is ever present he is always there to help walk us through those trials Mm -hmm. so um where did you draw strength i know you said you, you from that first incident you know, you went into another, into another. When was the awakening for you? And then when you were awoken in that space, in that time of your life, where did you draw the strength to say, hold up now, hold the phone. <laughs> I'm going to choose me first. How did you do that? Because that's what I'm sure if there's others on the other side of our conversation who might find themselves there. And let me say no shame if somebody is listening, this is a place, this is a safe space. But if there's somebody who's saying, how can I, how can I get past this place of being stuck? How did you, how did you do that? So my part where
1: I realized is, so the last relationship that I actually got up, cause they were all back to back. I was in that relationship the longest and it was 12 and a half years. Wow. And I realized I needed to, get myself up and be better for myself because you can't have confidence in being a mother or auntie or uncle whatever it is until you have the confidence as an individual first yeah. you got to have the confidence to in yourself first mm-hmm. and i realized that in 2012 my son was a, probably in sixth to seventh grade and i just knew at that point my life was just my confidence was literally being snatched up you know how you go into um a new buy a new rug you put that new rug at your front door and Mm -hmm. it looks pretty it's vibrant is it's loving but the more and more people that goes in and out of your house that rug has been stepped on Mm -hmm. and it begins Mm -hmm. to start tarnishing and fading away and that's what happened with my confidence and that last relationship in 2012 i was at a place that i was i lost my confidence i didn't believe in myself i didn't feel i was enough i didn't know which direction i was literally a zombie existing in this world but not living Mm. wow and i almost committed suicide in 2012. Mm. if it had not been for my son i mean literally i was at the moment in and at this time i was i i was i was living in north carolina i literally had ran from the relationship without the that man knowing at that time i was eight hours on the road when he was calling me wow i had literally packed up my stuff planned it in four months without him knowing and i was gone wow and let me be clear, even though at this moment when I left Minnesota to go to North Carolina and I was just so tired at that time and then other stuff just kept happening because I didn't have the confidence. I lost the job I was at because the company shut down. I didn't, couldn't find a job at that time. I had a misdemeanor on my record. By the grace of God, now it's been expunged. But I was just dealing with a lot and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I grew up in church, but my mindset wasn't thinking to call on god my mindset Mm -hmm. wasn't to think positive i just had nothing but negative 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 and i wasn't sharing it with my mom i wasn't Mm -hmm. telling my friends Mm -hmm. but they only knew bits and pieces but i was hiding the most important part just to really allow them myself to trust them to talk to them to get me help. and when i try to commit when i literally was literally getting ready i took probably I don't even remember the amount of number three or four pills at this time. God allowed my son to walk through that door and call my, my name. He had no idea. He just thought he was just coming to check on mom to see if she was okay. Wow! And wow. by me hearing my son voice is what made me say, you know what? Get up out this bed. Uh-huh. So I go into the bathroom and I wash your face, and I literally start speaking affirmations. I, it had to be the grace of God start mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit speaking to me to start mm-hmm. having me to start speaking scriptures, and and I am you know affirmations back to back, and I said in tears rolling down my eyes, mm-hmm. I was in pain, mm-hmm. and I literally at that moment said I gotta start building my confidence, I gotta start believing myself, I gotta start trusting you God with my life. So yes. it started at that moment. I just started piece by piece. And it didn't happen overnight because mm-hmm. I stayed in North Carolina a year, went back to Minnesota because I I could get more support with my mom and my aunt's them there than I could. You know, my aunt is a minister. So I have ministers mm-hmm. in my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went back there, even though that 12 and a half relationship, believe it or not, because I still wasn't quite powerful enough to leave. I went back.
0: Wow. Wow. That
1: relationship. It took the third time for me to be at that point. My confidence was just totally back up to where I needed to be, where that third time was enough for me. And I've been out of that relationship for almost three years now.
0: Amen. Amen. Oh, you said a whole mouthful. I got so much to say about all of the things. (laughs) First of all, well, praise God that your son, your beloved son, came in the room because that's been over a decade just over a decade you said that happened in 2012 it's you know so thank god thank god you know things that we think are like happenstance or coincidence nothing is coincidental god knew where you were he didn't necessarily cause that pain that you were feeling but he loved you enough at that moment to allow your son to come in and speak those words that helped push you into another space but you talked about your your safe circle of people your mom your aunts people that you knew had your best best interest at heart not being aware of what you were dealing with and i think a lot about how many people suffer in silence and it's not again not just in domestic relational situations, but in general, we go through life and we we have that narrative that nobody knows or nobody cares. But I want to remind our listeners that if there's one thing that you need to do, you need to create that circle of safe people in your life. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot of people. I say this all the time. It's not about quantity, but it's about quality. Mm -hmm. It's about people who see you, who love you unconditionally, Mm -hmm. and you know, have your best interest at heart. And some people can't find that in their family. You're blessed to have, it sounds like family that loves you, but the reality is everybody can't find that in family. Um, But let me ask you this, Kawana, when the time came when, it, whenever that was, whether that's when you initially went back or three years later when you said, uh, I'm out of here because enough is enough. What other things helped you? I heard you talk about affirmations. I heard you talk about your circle of support. What other things did you do to help build your confidence and your courage and give you clarity so that you could make those hard fast decisions and put the line in the sand and said, I'm not going back. What are some other things?
1: For me, what it did for me was starting to find, I had to first acknowledge my own account. I had to be accountable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it doesn't make it right. What those people did to me, but I had to be accountable and accept responsibility for my own decisions that I made. Yeah. And then once I actually did that, I literally when I say I do meditation, I find meditations, I find a quiet time. I have this old, whole little circle area in my office where it's just the meditation area. It has, you know, the the uh, God's serenity prayer on it. It has my Bible on it. Like it's, I set up this whole little area to make sure I get my meditation in and meditation was to help me to start. Allow God to open up to God and let God show me the things that I needed to change, the things that I didn't need to change, the things that helping me find out who I was. And then not only that, knowing whose I was. Once I started doing the work within myself, you know, reading books, um, you know, just changing my mindset with different audios and, and scriptures and good empowerment words to help me to start believing in me. Yeah. Once you got the belief in yourself, nobody can wipe that out. I don't mm-hmm. care what comes your <laughs> way, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt. And it still happens to me, but mm-hmm. I know how to stop it right there. And then I stop those thoughts right at the door. Devil, you ain't coming over the, on this mm-hmm. side no
0: more. Shut You're not
1: going to creep in.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: literally learned to do the matter. When thoughts start going through my mind, I stop And I'd be like, hold on. Look, we ain't doing mm-hmm. this today. Yeah. And I start talking to myself, and I speak to myself in the mirror when I wake up with no makeup, with no earrings. I'm speaking I'm to over. myself when I get up. And you That's gotta right. practice those habits every day. Do I cry at times when stuff just ain't going right? Yes. Do I get a little? But I don't stay there. I don't get allow right. myself to get in a place where I'm get to that depression state or that anxiety anxiety stage to where it takes me way back down that road because it takes too long to come
0: mm-hmm. out of that. That's real. That's real. You know, uh, listeners are unaware of the conversation we had before we came on today. And um, <laughs> I think that is, I think it's amazing. And I, I hope you don't mind me sharing. Um, I asked Kawana what, um, well, no, no, no. She may mention that she had been up since 4 a.m. this morning. I said, what? By choice or what? You know, who does that? I'm not I'm not judging but i'm just like you know not many people rise that early and i want you to share what what you said because it speaks to you creating that space and time to meditate to get quiet tell, tell me what you said
1: <laughs> so i get up at 4am because that for me it makes me feel like i can hear clear from god my clarity, I can hear him speaking and telling me what I need to do. I can get me ready before I start serving anybody else. Whether that's going to work, whether that's driving Uber, whether that's getting on a camera, whatever it is, I can hear from God. And I can just even tap into my own self. I can cry out. I can it, It's just more of a meditation, man. It ain't even a full meditation. It just seems like it's quiet and there's not chaotic and it's not messy and it's not drama in my life. Yes. When you start creating a peaceful space in your life, you will not allow people or things to come and interrupt that.
0: That's right. And if you make it a routine and for anybody who is listening, who might be like, oh, that's great, but I'm not an early morning person. It's not about the time on the schedule because mm-hmm. I have time that I do it. And I, I, I love the fact that you said you walk, you talk to yourself, you talk to yourself in the mirror. I'm an only child. And so I've been doing this my whole life. I, I love me some me and I have conversations with me and I have conversations with God at the park in the in the kitchen. I cooked this morning, I had a brunch and as I'm cooking and washing the dishes and doing all the things, I'm just having conversation, just me and God. Uh, and so for anybody who's listening, who has not yet, done that, just figuring out where can you be intentional on your calendar about creating time and space for you to just be, <laughs> to just be. And and that being could look a lot of different things. Some days it might be praise. It might be being quiet. It may be crying. It may be reflecting. It may be reading your word, Maybe on your knees. It may be walking. Who knows? But Creating that time and space to be is important, whether it's your lunch break, early morning or right before you get ready to go to sleep, winding yourself down. That is a challenge to anybody tuning in. So make sure you schedule some you time um, and make it a regular, not just every now and then. And listen, don't expect it to plan itself, because that's a whole nother thing. You wait for the perfect time. There'll never be a perfect time. There's yeah. always going to be something that you have to do. And if you are one that yeah. you don't feel like you have a lot of time, just start with 10 minutes. Start with 15 yeah. minutes. That would be my suggestion. But thank you for sharing that. Um. So let's, let's talk about this because, I mean, well, first of all, thank you again for your honesty and transparency and, and and also sharing the importance of you first having to acknowledge your role in your circumstances. It's a painful thing to trace back our choices to our, you know, to to the consequences. You know, again, it's not just relational. It could be financial. It could be all kinds of things that if we are honest and we look back, we need to own our part in some stuff so that, because if you don't acknowledge, (laughs) you can't do better. You just keep making the same crazy mistakes. And so um, now fast forward, okay? I know you are doing some incredible things on the other side of all of that. You are a confidence coach. You are an author of many works you you host a conference, you are on. You're a speaker, all of these different things. So let's talk about today's Miss Kawana and how you're taking all of those trials and tra- trauma and tragedies of life and using them for good to help others.
1: So for me, it's a passion of me speaking to women and letting them know, like, if you don't confidence is key in anything we do in life whether that's start a business whether that's you know you want a promotion on your job whether that's you you know want to change your weight loss your financials but all these things can affect your confidence if you don't know how to start believing in you mm-hmm. and and not only just believing yourself is just not it's more than just a word like you literally have to make sure you're tuned in with yourself you got to tap into yourself every day to know where you go where you are and where you're going and what's going on in your life you know having too much going on in your life as far as chaotic and drama like that can literally take you off your destination path and you just don't know what to do but for me it's a passion for me to do it so most of the time like i didn't never know i was gonna be you could ask me 10 years ago was i gonna write a book no you know, here I am now, you know, I found myself and that was, came at the midnight. My very first self-published book came of God telling me to write a book. And I'm like, it's like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, write a book. I woke up that morning, I'm like, did he just tell me to write a book? And the first book that I ever write, didn't know what I was doing. I just did my research, We called It's Time to Live. That wow. was my very, and. Mistakes in the book and everything, but it was my first book that I self-published. And now i have met. of course, you know, I did my fourth. I'm on my fourth. Well, I just I read last year was my fourth self-published book. Um, the Confidence Effect, 45 Strategies to Actually Be a Bold and Confident Go-Getter. And it literally just talks about different things in life that can affect your confidence as well as being that go-getter. Everybody's like, oh, I'm a go-getter. I'm going to get my money. It's more to it than just going to get the bag come on and so I, talk about the, I talk about you know forgiving yourself having forgiveness giving yourself grace and space to make mistakes it's okay yeah so i yeah. talk about those things but i also got nine other collaboration books that i've written that a talk in my chapter talks about the confidence And three of those books are with les brown and dr cheryl Woods. so Love you know it. and now i'm just getting into the point of getting ready to do my first conference here in vegas and Cause i did a live uh virtual freak um called reclaim your confidence that's my theme is reclaiming your confidence whether that was you lost your confidence because you know, you made a bad decision and it took you down this road, whether that was because you lost a spouse and you don't know how to get everything and put all the pieces together. Whether that's you had a six figure job and it was good and you protected and you thought you had all that going on and they can't talk, called you an officer it's time to go. You don't lost your confidence. It can be multiple things that make you lose your confidence. Yeah. And you got to know how to transition and respond because yeah. the universe will give you what you respond to. Come you respond with the negativity and the bad, and that's why it's, it's so, you know, inevitable for you to speak positive thoughts, even though it may look bad. That's it. You got to start thinking in the, you know, thinking in the spiritual realm. So, okay, God, what what do you have for me to do? I can't fix this. I can't do this, but mm-hmm. I need your strength, and that's what I ask God for every day. Is how God give me the strength I need today. Tomorrow, worry about itself. Well, give me the strength I need today. Give me the joy I need today. Give me the peace I need today. Give me the finances, the
0: resources. Give me all that of what I need
1: today, God. Yes, so yes. And He my passion and fuel with that.
0: I love it. And let me say this. He is faithful as well. So to meet us, like you said, at our point of expectation, at our point of need. He is not a god that holds back he is a faithful god and he knows the plans that he has for each one of his children so i absolutely am super excited to have connected with you and i love your passion i love how you have taken those trials and you know the the tragedies of life but turned them around and allowing god to use them for good and you're helping to bring other women through You know what I mean? You're an incredible, real model and inspiration to many. So how can our listeners connect with you? How can they purchase the books, Uh, you know, get you booked to speak, find out about the conference? Like, how can they follow you and connect?
1: So I'm on all social media on the Coco Stanley or um, on Instagram. If you just type in my name, it'll definitely pull up my main page as well as my company, which is the Startup Women Alliance. And it's crazy that you you talk about the crown because the logo of the Startup Women Alliance is basically women holding their hand up. But it's in shape of a crown. Wow. And so. (laughs) And, it's, it's, and I didn't even come up with that. I had somebody create it. When they brought it, I was like, that's it. So, that's it. Um, but I'm on all social media platforms. Kawana Stanley, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, I'm on all social media. Um, you can go to my website, Kawana Stanley, and all of my information there, you can go to my books, you can go to my, of course, the pop-up button to pop up about the, um, the conference. So all of that will show up on there. Awesome. And then you can and also request to speak to me as well on there. That it'll show videos of me speaking on there as well.
0: All right. So you have heard it here on She's Crowned With Confidence, our girl, Miss Kawano, Coco Stanley. I'm telling you, you all go out, you follow her, purchase her books and save the date for her upcoming conference. And guess what? Like I like to say, Don't be stingy with it. Be sure to tell a friend, all right? Tell a friend and share and like this show. If this has been a blessing, if you've gotten some little nuggets that have blessed your life, then definitely like, subscribe, but also share the word, post it, repost it, send it to your girl who might need a word of encouragement. And, And last but not least, if you have not gotten your... Hands on your personal copy of The Tale of Ten Crowns. You can find it. You can visit my personal website, steel.com. You can find the details below, or you can learn more about this particular book and this entire um, She's Crowned with Confidence revolution, if you will, at She's Crowned with Confidence.com. All right. So thank you again, Miss Stanley. I look forward to uh, just being a witness to all the incredible things God is doing and look forward to connecting, you, continuing to connect with you in the work that you do. So thanks yes, for, for joining us, all right? Thank you. All right, God bless. God bless you too, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to She's Crowned With Confidence with Dr. Nicole Steele, the confidence coach. This Confidence Cast has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program and Jim Makers LLC. For more information on this podcast, previous episodes, programs, or products, simply visit she's crown with confidence.com or therealnicolesteel.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nicole Steele. Thank you.